0: Welcome to the EK BJJ podcast. This is episode 20. My name is Eddie Cohn, and I'm the host and founder of this podcast. A very, very warm welcome to everyone listening in, and I'm glad to be here with you and share this episode. This podcast is designed to not only assist you on your jiu-jitsu journey, but through life itself. This is my perspective from my own journey There are a lot of peaks, valleys, highs and lows when it comes to jujitsu, And hopefully this podcast will make some of that journey a little less bumpy for you. Before we get into this episode, let me take a moment to shout out, as always, our sponsor, Atama Kimonos Europe. Atama Europe make all of our academy kimonos. And you can find them at atamakimonoseurope.com To find out more about myself who I am and what I do, you can find me on Instagram and my handle is at EKBJJ. So before we get into today's podcast, as most of the world is watching um, as a war has broken out across Europe now with Russia invading Ukraine and I can only sit here and kind of share the gratitude that I have that it hasn't happened here but also send heartfelt and prayers to the people of Ukraine. In 2022 I never ever thought I would see anything like that happen uh, in my lifetime. Uh, That was all a distant memory from history if you like. So you know I hope they can find a resolution, a quick resolution to this, This uh, I don't even know what to call it, this war that's broken out across Europe and I hope everyone out there is safe and well during this time and our thoughts and wishes are with them. So to the podcast today, today I thought it'd be a great idea through some of the questions that we've had about our belt system at the Eddie Kohn Academy of Jiu Jitsu headquarters and throughout our association. And I thought I'd share with you what it actually is. Now today, before I get into that podcast, there's a fee attached to this podcast or to this episode. And that is if you get value from it, if it teaches you something, if it makes you a better person, or if you enjoy the podcast, please like it, leave a comment. And share it. I really don't think that's a big ask for you know the content that I put out. I think that's a very small ask, and I think it's a very valid ask for those that are getting value from this. And I'll you know I'll keep this podcast as free as I can um, for as long as I can. As we know, social media sites have a way of eventually charging us for putting this content out. But for now, it will remain free and available to my listeners. So as I said, I want to talk today, I want to discuss the belt colors at my academy, what they actually mean, the duration, which is for each belt, what promotion requirements are, and how it differs with other schools. So let's get into it. Let me start by saying to my knowledge and I am no historian that in 1967 brothers Carlos and Elio Gracie put a belt system together to show the progress to each student. Prior to this at the Gracie Academy there were only three belts and this is to my knowledge. This you know can be checked and those belts were a white belt, which would indicate a student, someone who just shows up and learns, they get taught Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and they learn, they constantly learn and that would be a forever belt. You could have a white belt and be 50 years training, still be a white belt. The second belt they had was the light blue belt and that would signify an instructor in training or a trainee instructor. And then their third belt, was a navy belt or a dark blue belt which would be the instructor or professor. Now I also remember from being taught that belts were awarded for teaching skill and not for fighting skill back then. So even if you were a student as I said with the Gracie Academy for 50 years you would only ever be a white belt. Imagine that and I hear white belts complaining that they've been a white belt for six months That's incredible. Now, there's a great video out there, um, a great YouTube video, which was recorded by a dear friend of mine, um, Mr. Pedro Valente, who's the head instructor at the Valente Brothers Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Miami. And he gives an extremely detailed account on the belt system. And you can find that at the Volante Brothers YouTube channel. So if you get a chance, give it a listen, it's well worth listening to. So let's get to the point, what do these belts mean? Or more specifically, what do they mean at my academy? The white belt, it's a great place to start. For me, the white belt is your first belt. Now, usually it comes with your first kimono that you buy, or you can purchase it separately. I don't see the white belt as a belt on its own, per se. I see the degrees on the white belt. What makes that white belt? The white belt is your belt. You purchase that belt and then you wear that belt. I believe that this belt is such a valuable belt for the reasons that it is your very first belt. And you can expect to wear this belt at my academy for around one to two years, but that's not set in concrete that is dependent completely on many facets. Some of them being time on the mats, knowledge of jiu-jitsu techniques, and the most important, which is how well you know our curriculum. Um, If you attend the classes, you have to have the right attitude and you have to be able to show working knowledge of the curriculum then we can change the belt and we can consider that change. Now, some people say, what if a judo, white belt, uh, a judo black belt comes and we, we have this and joins jiu-jitsu, joins our academy? Do they automatically become a blue belt? And I would say, no, they don't. And I think any, any judo practitioner, excuse me, worth their sort would agree with that. yes. I agree, they would have an amazing understanding of throwing techniques and Niwaza, ground grappling. They can grapple on the ground, of course they can. They can potentially even submit some of the blue belts and other belts in the academy. But can they teach the intricacies of Jiu-Jitsu? Can they teach Jiu-Jitsu? I don't know. Do they have the knowledge of the curriculum at my school? And can they bring a student who is a white belt to the blue belt in jiu-jitsu? Now, I know some schools award the next belt on time spent. Um, and there are many different criteria at every different school. Each school will have a different criteria. I touched on this in a previous podcast. But at my school specifically you have to know jujitsu. you have to go through that white belt, you have to have a good understanding of the things that I've mentioned above, you have to be able to display that in a working knowledge. But most of all, you have to have knowledge of our curriculum. So after the white belt, we then have the blue belt. Now, being a blue belt, usually for us, we say you can remain at that belt between two and three years, The blue belt would be blue with a black bar on one end of the belt. And then there would also, just like the white belt, we would apply four degrees to that belt. Now, degrees are pieces of tape that the instructor would intermittently or when they feel you have a good working knowledge or understanding of the curriculum, apply one of these stripes of tape to your belt. And this would be seen as a intermittent promotion. Now, it takes four of those stripes to change to the Purple Bell. And this is synonymous, usually. This is across all of the BJJ schools that I know of. When you talk about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu schools, we have to talk about the difference between some of the scores and why they stripe the belts and some of the scores why they don't for example when I was a white belt I never got any stripes on my uh, white belt never no one ever promoted me stripe on my white belt I began to get stripes on my blue belt but not my white belt and that is based specifically on Gracie Jiu-Jitsu or traditional Gracie Jiu-Jitsu A lot of schools today will stripe their white belts. I do stripe my white belts. I don't have a problem doing that because some of the students need to see some progress. They need to see that. Look, I'm attending the academy. I'm training hard. I'm always here. I'm here six, eight, ten times a week. And they like to see some kind of progress. And I'm more than happy to stripe their belts. Some, Some schools do that every three months. Some schools do that longer. Some schools do that at the discretion of the instructor. you know. And there's no hard or fast rules for it. And n- neither are right or wrong. It just differs score to score. Also, if you think about this, there are some schools that have online jujitsu learning programs where you can submit videos of yourself performing techniques that are required through videos that you can download and then you submit your your recording. That gets evaluated on a point system and then you're awarded a belt. Now, we don't do that at my school. And for me, that's something that I would never do. Yes, I have an online program, which by the way, can be found at www.ekbjjonline.com. And what that is, is we call that a student development program and that is for students that are in our academy that are learning the curriculum in order to progress to their next belt, or they're looking at becoming an instructor and they need a curriculum to learn from. And then we test them on that curriculum in a live environment. So it's added as a supplement to their live learning. They could not just take my online program and then expect to be promoted. It just, it will never happen. Um, and, and that's a promise that I, I keep to myself and my students. And we require a more hands-on approach with our students. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way other academies do that. I'm just giving you an outline of the belts, criteria, and how we operate at the EKPJJ Association. Now, I can also, uh, I cannot tell you... That there's a list of guidelines for any of the belts that I've mentioned or, or I'm gonna mention. Um, there is the IBJJF, there is the JJG uh, Jiu-Jitsu Global, uh, the Global Jiu-Jitsu Federation. There are many of them. Many of these federations, each of them have set rules and set guidelines, and none of them are wrong. You go to which one suits you, which one that sits well with you, and you know they will all offer guidelines and perspectives um, on graduations and promotions. Now, at my academy or my association, we tend to follow the traditional Gracie Jiu-Jitsu promotions and lineage. So that's usually how we do it. Of course, there are some federations out there who will have a specific set of guidelines. And if you conform with that particular federation, Um, and their standards, then your school will be promoted in accordance with those guidelines or what the professor at that school deems as appropriate to promote the students um, using. So using whichever criteria that, that they choose. So after the blue belt, and as I said, the blue belt usually is two to three years. After the blue belt comes the purple belt. Now, the purple belt, you can expect to... Wear that belt anywhere between three and five years. And this is the belt where you will focus your skill set, And I mean, really drill down into the details of what being a purple belt is. As a rule of thumb, I would say a purple belt is someone who's been around a long time. You know, we're looking at maybe seven years, six to seven years. Um, They've been around a long time. They're committed to the academy. The training at the academy, and they're often given back to the students at the academy, usually by assisting them with their jujitsu. So, blue belts, white belts, the, the purple belts are usually at hand and at service to those students where they can assist them with their development within the academy and from the curriculum point. Now, to me, a purple belt is also someone who is fully committed to the academy. Um, and two jiu jitsu. After all, they've been training a very, very long time, and the Purple Belt is a reflection of that. Now, from a tactical point, the Purple Belt is a skilled opponent. They've been through the mill, they have a working knowledge of attack sequences, defending attacks, and they can train easily with striking opponents. Um, in my opinion, they are ready, should they be confronted in a street situation they would be able to do very well and ultimately defend themselves efficiently should that happen. They're able to exploit weaknesses in the lower belts games and they have proficiency of the curriculum which is taught at my school. They're still rough, they're still like a rough diamond Uh, and they will still make mistakes as we all do but ultimately they are considered serious practitioners of the art. Again, this belt has four four stripes or four degrees. Now the degrees don't have to be four for your belt to change. The instructor at that school or the professor will know when the time is right and will judge you or, or will view your performance on the mat under a microscope if you like. When we do our annual belt testing, we get a good look at Proficiency of that student. Now, when we talk about the curriculum, we're not just talking about someone going through the knowledge. We set these things up very well, where we can pressure test them, where we can stress them, where we can uh, we can put live sparring into into that um, that test, where we can actually see them under a microscope sparring with gloves, without gloves, gi, no gi, MMA, that style of sparring, and then put them into environments where we can test their their self-defense which is ultimately what we're looking for and that to me is the purple belt at that point after the purple belt so purple belt four stripes you then move into the brown belt now the brown belt i would consider to be and this is me personally an elite belt as a brown belt you can walk around the academy like a black belt your timing is there the knowledge is there And you can most of the time submit most other ranks in the academy and even potentially give some of the black belts a tough time and even submit them sometimes. You have good decision making. um, You can chain submissions together and you can escape almost fluently. But you haven't made the rank of black belt yet. Why? Why is that? At this point, I would say it's to do with bringing each component together and making it work for you almost all of the time. Making sure that you are making the right decisions at the right time and leaving very little room for error. You should be a nightmare in the top position. You just need the final points of guidance to push you to that next place. Now, as we know, everyone is an individual and every individual is different in strength, weakness, body types and you know different athletically. We're all different and that's what makes it beautiful. So for my school each belt is individually judged, okay? And it's judged differently when it comes to ability, but held the same through knowledge of our curriculum. So it doesn't matter about the above as we're all on a level playing field, which is why we adhere strictly to the curriculum for belt testing. If that makes sense to you, what I'm saying in a nutshell is our curriculum is the matrix which governs each belt. I could take a 60-year-old man and a 20-year-old youngster and put them on the the mat together, having taught them the curriculum and each of them would fare well because they're on an equal and level playing field. Now, if we took that 60-year-old or 65-year-old and put him in with a young athletic guy who competes each weekend, three times a week he's in the gym, strength and conditioning, sparring every day, he's gonna mow through that 65 year old. He's gonna just mow through him, there's, there's no doubt about it. So we like to put our students on an even playing field, on an equal playing field, and the curriculum allows us to do that. And we're not saying it's the right way, we're not saying it's the wrong way, I'm just saying for my school, for my association, it works well and we get really good results. We've seen this. We have world champions in our association. People who have gone out and won uh, you know, Abu Dhabi world championships. Who've competed and done well in all of the major tournaments around the world. Who travel, who constantly compete. And then we have recreational guys who just train, who come in enjoy themselves enjoy the social aspect of it enjoy the health benefits and the the rewards of training making friends and being in a social group and those guys do really well those girls do really well and I'm really happy and proud that that's what I bring to the table that's what my academy brings to the table it isn't a case of to be a lion you must train with lions or you know, iron sharpens iron because we can do that through our curriculum and through our curriculum we know that our students can handle a situation should they be caught outside in the street in a violent confrontation and they can and do hang well in the academy in sparring and when visiting other schools and that to me is hugely important and also sums up what Gracie Jiu Jitsu is so I would also add the time in the brown belt, I would say is usually one to three years. So between one and three years, the person will be wearing the brown belt. So next we have the black belt with the white bar. The black belt with the white bar. Now, in the new new school, guys, see this as a competition belt. Someone who, when you see two black belts competing, one will have a, a, a solid black belt with a red bar and the other will have a solid black belt of a white bar and this is to differentiate between um, corners so they can give points to the correct black belt now to me when you have a black belt with a white bar you are a black belt there's no if buts or maybes you are a solid black belt so why the white bar well do we know everything in jiu-jitsu i would say no you now understand the curriculum, you can teach the curriculum well, and you have an understanding of the fundamental techniques for each major position. You understand the concepts and the principles of Jiu-Jitsu at this point. Now, we can never ever learn everything at Black Belt because Jiu-Jitsu is constantly evolving and that's what's amazing about Jiu-Jitsu. But for us here at my academy, I want all of my students to have a very, very solid understanding of the foundations and fundamental working knowledge of jiu-jitsu and its principle and concepts. So what does that white bar actually mean? Here at my school, there is a black belt who maybe only competes, but never ever teaches a class, doesn't want to teach a class, has no need to teach a, a class, Nor does he desire to teach a class, um, but he constantly competes. Now, for me, yes, he's a black belt. Maybe even he hasn't jumped onto a instructor um, program. He, he doesn't want to be an instructor. Or he hasn't had an instructor assessment. Meaning, he's only there to compete. We're going to give him a white bar on the black belt. Now, the other reason that we give the white bar is to a black belt who hasn't completed the instructor assessment. Meaning that he's been watched teaching or he is given a class to teach and the professor watches him do so for over the period of a year. Or he is teaching in a school for a period of a year where he can gain feedback from the professor. And that white bar usually lasts a year. So he's a competitor only he's an instructor that needs to be observed for a year teaching a specific class at the HQ or at the academy or he's teaching at a school where he can be given feedback and his performance can be reviewed by his professor and we say that that white bar usually lasts for a year after the white bar we then have the black belt with the red bar this is usually given to black belts who have their own school or who are the instruct who, who are in excuse me or who are on the instructor development program or who teach a designated class at the HQ now there are different styles of black belt as i mentioned there are black belts who only compete and cannot teach i mean their teaching is absolutely abysmal Nothing wrong with that. They've focused their whole career on training to compete and that's absolutely fine. But then there is instructors or or black belt, excuse me, who have competed very little. But their main focus is teaching and passing on knowledge. And, And I would consider myself as one of those instructors when I was coming up through the ranks. Yes, I competed a lot later in my career after purple belt. Brown belt, you know, I I didn't compete anymore. I just focused completely on teaching. I was never motivated to compete. Never, never, ever really wanted to do that. I just wanted to learn jiu jitsu and share jiu jitsu. Now, after the black belt with the red bar, so after that, you then have the professor stripes, which are the top and bottom white lines placed on so if you imagine the black belt red bar at the top and bottom of those you have two white bars these bars represent that you have completed an instructor program or you've been teaching that black belt consistently for two or more years since becoming a black belt and that's on average um and we know at my school to get the black belt Averagely, we can say takes around 10 years and this is achievable for everyone if you put time, effort, you stick around and you stay committed and dedicated to jiu-jitsu. It's achievable by anyone. Now the stripes and degrees on the black belt are specifically for teaching. So this becomes after that. So you get the top and bottom stripes. You've done the black belt, white bar, red bar, top and bottom stripes now we go on to the degrees it doesn't end at black belt see a lot of people are short-sighted and they only see the black belt there is degrees after that but no one really places emphasis or focuses on that they just want to get to the black belt now I always say to my students the black belt is the preparation for what comes after that because when I receive my black belt my knowledge spiked again, I I began to, my thirst for jiu-jitsu was very different, I began to look at the very technical details, the concepts of connection and understanding where jiu-jitsu, where the magic of jiu-jitsu really is and I really, really started to hone my skills at black belt. So I'm a black belt currently, I've been um, 14 years as a black belt now. I think this is my 14th year, 2007. So I'm thinking it's 14 years, seven. Yeah, so 14 years as a, as a black belt. And I'll go through the, the degrees so you can actually see where they're at. I'm a second degree at the moment. Now, the stripes and degrees on each black belt are specifically for teaching. If you're not teaching, you will not get those de- degrees... Um, Alongside the teaching at my school is the full review of the self-defense curriculum, the self-defense curriculum in our system at our school. So the first degree on your black belt comes after three years. The second degree after three years and the third degree after three years. So after nine years of teaching, you would be a third, third degree Black belt in our system or in Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Nine years. The fourth degree comes after five more years. So you would have nine plus five, 14. So after 14 years, you would be a fourth degree black belt. So if I was in constant, um, So say I train constantly in America or in Brazil with my instructor, Joila Gracie, by now, I would be a fourth degree black belt. The degrees to me are not a big issue. The degrees, like we said, are for teaching, for being on the mat, constantly teaching, constantly developing your skills. Um, We can at any time... Go on the mat and develop and, and I can show you what I know and, and you would tell me hey yeah this guy's a black belt this guy needs work here this guy needs work there now fifth degree five years after the fourth degree six degrees five years after the fifth degree so from one to three it's three years between each degree and from fourth to sixth degree It's five years between each degree, which would make a total of 24 years of teaching from receiving the black belt. Ten years from white to black, a further 24 years to receive your sixth degree on your black belt. How incredible is that? Incredible. So... After 24 years of teaching and 6 degrees, 7 years later, you would receive a red and black belt, which would be your 7th degree or which would be known today as the coral belt. That would bring a total of 31 years of teaching after receiving the black belt. Let me say that again. 31 years of teaching after receiving the black belt. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Now, it doesn't stop there. Seven years after, so 31 years, plus seven years after that, you would receive your eighth degree on your coral belt. Eighth degree after that. Your ninth degree would then change you into a red belt, which would be known as the grand master's belt. Solid red bar, uh, solid red belt, excuse me, black bar, nine degrees. It takes on average or approximately 45 years to get to that belt after becoming a black belt. Incredible. <laughs> That's a belt I don't think I will ever see in my lifetime because of the age that I am and because of the rank that I am. If we did it by the rules of of what I did, right now I would be a fourth degree black belt. I would have uh, four degrees on my belt and the next time I would receive a, a degree after my fourth degree would be five years after. And then five years after, incredible, unbelievable. That is the belt system at the Eddie Cohen Academy of Jiu Jitsu. That is the belt system used by Gracie Jiu Jitsu practitioners. And it's an unbelievable journey. It's been an unbelievable journey. We're still on this journey. We're still in here. Um, And that sums up the EKBJJ belt system. So for our students, you now know what it is for People visiting or interested in what it is our belt system looks like, or, or how it looks to it to us. There you go. That's that's exactly what it is. It's curriculum based. It's teaching based, not fighting based. Although we can fight, obviously, it's a martial art. And you know, it's I believe it to be the right way. I think there are many many systems out there. Um, I'm not looking down on them that just hand belts out willy nilly and. I just don't think that's the right way, especially from a martial arts perspective. So that's all I have for you for today, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. As always, please share it. Send me some feedback. Like I said before, I love getting messages from you guys, you know, asking about the podcast or or questions about it. Um, Absolutely love that. Love the feedback. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast follow us on social media the instagram for this podcast is at ekbjj podcast on instagram and my own personal one is at ekbjj guys until next time it's been an absolute pleasure look forward to seeing you again